Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Hey, Internet. It's Editor Brian. Look. While the guys are spending the holidays together away from their families at basketball camp so that their boosties are even madder next year, we decided to whip up a little compilation of some of our favorite moments of 2022. Enjoy. What are some of our favorite NBA players doing non-basketball athletic achievements? You know, Steph Curry with the smoothest golf swing that I've ever seen. Like I've, I've watched professional golf and I'm like, no, they should swing like that. That's a, that is a beautiful thing. I think he's, <laughs> they can a, see Tiger Woods. I think he's like a good golfer, uh, like a very, a very good golfer. Like, wait, hold on. And you said he's the best swing you've seen and you've seen Charles Barkley, correct? <laughs> so apparently I made that same joke and uh super producer Jabari was like uh actually like he's improved his swing so jasmine have you seen what his swing used to look like um no and i would prefer if you never showed it to me uh, but i it golf is very hard like yeah golf I, is i'll try like mini golf and top golf <laughs> although i was drinking both times it's still hard right mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to golfers charles barkley has one of the um has his own form of the golf swing where he just halfway through the swing, he has to like stop. Stop like, it dead. Is this the right place to now put all my energy and then <laughs> swings through and it and then swings it. And then apparently he improved it. So it's smooth now. But, uh, yeah. so Steph Curry was doing a pro-am, which is a thing they do frequently with golf and, uh, yeah, the American pros versus amateurs. And somebody asked him if, uh, Barkley with his new and improved swing, was going to I like place well and like this the top was his seven answer. or something. Yeah, wanted to ask you about Charles. He's uh, you know that that bet's out there again this year. Top seventy. Do you think he can do it this year? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Clip that, send it to him. Let him play it on every tee box. There's no way he's doing it. So 
as much as as much faith as Chuck has had in the Warriors and jump shooting teams winning championships, that's oh. the least amount of. Uh, <laughs> that's the least. That's the amount of faith I have in him. You know, hitting the top seventy. So. He love the pettiness. I love the pettiness of the Warriors. They were they were. For many years, they seemed like above it. They just let Draymond do that for them. Right. And now they are all just petty and insufferable. <laughs> They're like a bunch of Lakers fans out here. Whoa. Just being, whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa. Wow. Whoa, you had us nodding along with you till that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're really, really coming with it. I, I do love it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Getting a little too arrogant, but whatever. <laughs> mm. I love oh, there, there's Jasmine. There's my Lakers <laughs> fan right there. I don't know about him. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, but back to just Ant and Carl Anthony Towns. I just again, there's this confidence right about Anthony Edwards that I think is really it's it, it draws people in, and it's not like in a hyper arrogant way like there's a smile on his face even though he's saying like he's always being very very confident and just even after it was like in response to uh that clip that ant posted of him just launching the pigskin uh there was a a reply in it where uh cat was at, like asked about like ant's own belief in himself and then this was the answer and you also get a, a bit of a reply from uh, anthony edwards himself at the end of it Ant definitely thinks he's the best shooter who ant and thinks he's the best baseball player, football player, skier, <laughs> curler, walker, runner. Anything with a player behind it, he's the best in the world. <laughs> so it's like oh, a post game in the world. It's a post game press conference, and that I, th- I think it was around when Carl Anthony Towns was saying like he's the best big man shooter of all time, and then somebody was saying you know Ant actually thinks he's the best shooter on the team. But I do like that Anthony Edwards was just there, <laughs> just ready. <laughs> like right. in the background of the press conference, be like, actually, uh, so let me be specific here uh, about uh, yeah. what I am the best at. Say it right or keep my name out your mouth. But I think that's the fun part of like most people, if they said something like, I'm the best at any sport that it has a player behind it, you'd be like, okay, please sit down. You were <laughs> okay. so arrogant. But like, again, I don't know. There's something energetically about him where the confidence doesn't feel toxic. Like it, he's smiling. So it, it's, he's almost like being joking, but also when you see the way like how much of an elite athlete he is he is you're like mm, he, he has to believe that on some level but there's like a healthy quality to his confidence that i really admire yeah he's lovable mm-hmm. he's won a little bit but not too much i think hall of fame like athletes in other sports are just doing other things i remember like it was a it was a big thing during iverson's career for people to be like yeah but have you seen his high school playoff highlights and in fact, I, I guess this hasn't really caught on in the uh, on the modern internet because when we went to look for them, you could only find them on Facebook. <laughs> like yeah, this. and I think it was like a page that his aunt was uh, yeah like running. No, like, but it's, it it's pretty fun to watch, man. He's he was he was the quarterback. He was uh, also like you know played uh, wide out and was like getting all sorts of uh, interceptions and like laying people out in ways that I was not expecting from Allen Iverson. Yeah. It's always fun to like find out when an athlete in one sport, you're like, they're actually really good at this other thing as well. Because like going through it, you got Iverson playing football. The one thing I feel like we see a lot though, too, is a lot of uh, basketball players who like play soccer or soccer adjacent, like 
Joel Embiid, for example, he loves right. to like juggle the the basketball, like as if, you know, he's <laughs> not playing basketball, but he's also got like a, a definite, uh, how do you say, excite, level of excitement for it. Because yeah. like, you'll see him go for like overhead kicks, like on a, like a hard floor. And you're like, sir, you are too big to be doing stuff like this. Yeah. He's pretty Ow. good at juggling though, which is pretty wild. I mean, that's his footwork is uh legendary and i mean it is probably what makes him the best big man in the history of the nba but i don't know is there is there any sixers bias showing through that my two answers are both uh sixers greats <laughs> um check out this guy too alan iverson huh. i don't know check it out maybe he well, could be oh wow he's him. pretty good huh it sounds, sounds sounds pretty good you gotta branch out from the sixers fandom you'll be much happier I know. Oh, believe me. I I said like towards the end of the heat series, I was like, just put us out of our misery, please. Just just we were, end we this. were all saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, change the channel on us forever. Yeah. There was also a good I, I guess it was uh inside the NBA segment where they had everybody compete like trying to do penalty kicks. And Shaq was like just destroying the ball, which you know. Not surprising. One of the strongest humans ever. For someone with the uh, podiatry issues, but I don't know, foot issues that That's he has. To see someone, to see someone <laughs> kick, toe kick a ball with that energy, I was like, Shaq, your, your big toenails are going to blow off kicking it like that. Yeah. And the goalie, unfortunately, did lose an arm. Uh, yes. Trying to stop one of his... No, but Shaq at least was like, the ball was heading in the right direction. He was missing it by a couple feet. Charles Barkley brought all of the elegance of his golf swing to soccer. Yeah. Aggressive. Aggressive style. That's how we know Chuck. You know, he's not a finesse guy. So when he boots the ball, you, you, you better Ernie had really nice placement, actually. But Chris Weber had the best. Chris Weber hit a deceptive penalty. He made his body look like the ball was going right, and then he went left with it, mm-hmm. which... Oh, not Kenny, Chris unfortunately, Weber. Um, yeah, Kenny, Ray. though... Wow. Kenny is Yeah. This it, I think it's also like it's kind of a like a prank on American athletes when they have like American athletes kick a soccer ball cuz not many right. people are growing up doing that. It's the same way like when you see like in Europe someone try and throw a ball and Americans are like what ha- where was your father playing like, <laughs> people throw a ball like wacky stuff. Yeah. Like, can't even do a chess pass. What's going on? Nothing has reminded me how unnatural the throwing form is uh more than like trying to throw a baseball with my Turkish friend in high school and like he had never <laughs> thrown a ball and I was like oh man that is Whoa. but that that is actually what watching Kenny the Jet try and kick this soccer ball reminded me of it wasn't that like he looked like he had never kicked a ball it's, it's that he had like never even heard that people did that or like right. had watched someone else do it before right because yeah. it wasn't even like the idea of like what your body should look like when you kick a ball no. you know yeah. what I mean it, but yeah. hey it is what it is. Uh, summer League, though, uh, this is the one thing, though. When I was over there, I kept my phone on me. I was looking at all the Summer League highlights because it's, you know, this is our first chance to get to take a gander at these uh, rookies coming into the league. What was everybody else's experience? You guys rubbing your mitts, sighing oh, yeah. exasperatedly. What, what was going on? I mean, I usually go the first weekend, but I just because it's like some family stuff. I had, I'm going this week for the second weekend, and it seems like I missed out on the greatest like party and like social <laughs> gathering of the NBA season. So, yeah. but like I was watching the games and 
the thing is, it's like for my my marriage, it's not good because I'm just getting excited about like exhibition games about <laughs> mm-hmm. players who are not playing to like the actual competition. So I um, it, it is like a contentious part of my relationship, but I it, I do get really excited watching the, these young guys. So, yeah. Well, you get in you get in trouble with former guest Megan Gailey b- mm-hmm. because the competition is not good enough. She's like, "All right, you can be excited, but oh. this competition is." Well, me? I'm just like, you know, it's like we're supposed you're to just have, too obsessed. Yeah, we're having dinner, and I'm like going out <laughs> for a Sharif O'Neal, like, right? Layup, yeah, you know what I mean. So, all right, it just so, doesn't count. <laughs> I hear that a lot. People are like, you know, the the well, it's just the summer league, and I mm-hmm. get that. However, I have now watched some of these players play in the NCAA tournament, which is, you know, supposed to be like decent competition, but <laughs> yeah, from what I and hear. then the summer league, which is supposed to be at least that level of competition. And like, I don't know what have like Chet Holmgren looked so good yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the summer league. It like at a level that I was like, what were they doing at, Gonzaga, like the Gonzaga coach has made me look like a fool. Uh, he, he is so good. Like some of his skills were just like not at all evident in those NCAA tournament games or really like any of his college highlights that I've seen. Like what, what happens there? It's, it's wild. He looks I, awesome. I'm just like, I mean, that's the thing is I feel like the college game those systems or whatever in college are like be a part, be a role player, or whatever. But like, yeah. you look at a guy like Chet Holmgren, <laughs> who was designed to play basketball in his own way. Like summer league, they're like, get after it, Chet. And also yeah. too, like I tweeted this, like he had, he's been having such performances that like, I'm already envisioning my son future, like years from now, like in the driveway yelling Chet instead of Kobe. Yeah. And I'm like, that I don't know. Chet, Chet was right. going to be, yeah. It's just like, I, Chet is like a banker's name where I grew yeah, up. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I'm just I'm still in awe of him as a physical presence. Mm-hmm. Just seeing mm-hmm. someone that long, elongated, uh, mm. like for lack of a better term, moving the way he does, just just defending the rim like it was. I couldn't. I there were many times I was like, oh wow, he's doing all the things that everyone was saying he does, and yeah. he was doing it so effortlessly. I thought maybe there would be some slight like a uh, uh, period of adjustment. But again, it yeah. almost felt like he was like, you know what? I should have been drafted. Number one. Let me show you something yeah. really quick. I remember making fun of Kevin Durant. Uh, Cause I didn't watch any of his games at Texas. Mm-hmm. And then like that bench press part of the combine when he couldn't bench press like one fifty or something like that. I was like, this guy's going to be terrible. And right. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, yeah, and then wait, what happened with him? I forget. What, how was his career? He was in a movie called Thunderstruck and then kind of just like <laughs> went under the radar. But I mean, that's the thing is like their, their strength doesn't just look like bodybuilders, I think. Um, and, you know, Chet was, he wasn't just like hitting shots because he was tall. He was like blocking dudes and like running yeah. the floor was really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys just generally like basketball movie fans? Like, do, oh, yeah. Do, how important to you is the quality of the play? Because, like, when I was a kid, I was like, Blue Chips was the most excited I think I've ever been for a movie because they were like, they got Shaq, <laughs> like, they got real players. And they just like filmed it, like, with them, like, playing against each other, essentially. I feel like that was the closest I've seen in a movie to looking like real basketball action. 
kind of. And my dad was in that that movie, so they definitely they booked out a high school. It was like a high school gym that was supposed to be Western University. Yeah. High school gym in Indiana had like you know 30, 40 guys that were kind of year two years in the league or, or or coming in the league. And literally, like you said, they were just playing like actual real games. Obviously, they would stop down and shoot whatever particular scenes they need to shoot. There's obviously that Bobby Knight story about uh right. you know him, him going off script and uh you know telling him to block the shot like you know then finally yeah. letting them letting them do what they wanted to do like no nah, like <laughs> yeah and Shaq is in there just being Shaq uh I feel like that was when the mainstream of the country like got to see Shaq like be fully himself which was oh yeah which was fun he was neon Boudreaux Neon Boudreaux, one of the great names in NBA yeah. or in fiction history. And Butch McRae, shout out Penny, <laughs> being Butch McRae. <laughs> I feel like Hustle kind of lifted that, you know, that Neon Boudreaux scene from from uh, Blue Chips where he goes to like the, the backwoods, Algiers, right. Louisiana. Yeah, because yeah. that scene was wild. I was like, I was like, how is there any give to that rim? Shaq just like ripped off that like barn, you know, <laughs> in that scene in Blue Chips. Because there's times I'm like that. I don't know what kind of rim they're on for the purported like country gym that they were playing in both movies have like characters where the premise is they are secretly one of the great basketball players in the world but they are hiding that from everybody <laughs> like almost intentionally in the case of neon boudreau and blue chips he is hiding it by playing basketball in in a swamp like that right. you can't get to without like wading through water and like going on a fan boat how did y'all i mean so there are a couple of Scenes I liked. I like that we saw some of our and one mixtape brethren in that. We saw yeah. AO and like main event and Grayson Boucher, the professor, people who I was like, I was like, I had all those tapes. But what did y'all think? Cause like the two of you have much more experience at like the highest level of basketball, whether you're interacting with it or through family and things like that. Mine ends with like my friends in high school that were doing workouts and like post high school to try and get into like a good D2 school. So the scenes when I saw like the fitness coaches. And the sort of like the different strength training exercise, like those montages, I was like, I was like, I love seeing these exercises that they're always doing of like roll the medicine ball, slam it, throw it through the tractor tire. And then I'm like, who does, does the coach bring his own tractor tire or is there a tractor tire at every gym? I'm, I was, it's all I'm tractor curious about tire that. based. That was the yeah. thing I was going to say. Not enough tractor tires in these workout <laughs> in this workout footage. Uh, they, they find a way to make, <laughs> make it everything tractor tire focused. <laughs> who had the tractor tire? I, Cause yeah, I've been to probably a thousand gyms in my life, maybe one or two or three of them, but you know, who's bringing it, who's packing it up, what car is it fitting in? <laughs> Right. Do they just leave it there? Or they right. take from the football field back to the court and vice versa and kind of just right. let guys cycle through it. Right. I love the Rocky component too, where it's like, oh, he's got to hit this time. Like, like the marking of you getting to the NBA is like, do this in 145. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Distance running is the most important thing for an NBA athlete who's preparing for the combine. <laughs> so to your point, there's a part where he goes viral by going on defense and defending people one-on-one -on -one and they can't touch the rim. It's, it's just such a weird, like, miss. I mean, I guess, like, one on one defense is important, but it's like not, I don't know. There, there's so much one on one in this movie, I feel like, like, yeah, that, which is a little bit, yeah. But the workout <laughs> footage is fun. He's real lovable. So, a movie that I've gone back and watched, and the basketball footage is worse than I remembered, but it still works on me is White Men Can't Jump. Okay. I feel like. They have like good players in there, but Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson's like kind of like you can tell he's picked up a basketball before, but like he's also 
you, you can tell they're having to like slow things down and like give him three feet to like get his <laughs> jumper off. And Wesley Snipes is just incredibly athletic looking, but like also doesn't really like he's dribbling it over his head many of the times. And I don't know, it, it still works for me. How important to you guys is like the, the quality of basketball action. So I'm, I'm going to give you a true story. Uh, so my dad was a white man can't jump as well. Raymond robbed the liquor store, kind of his claim to fame. Wow. But no remembers <laughs> okay. his basketball career. They just, you know, five-time All-Star Hall of Fame finalist. Don't remember that. He's the guy who robbed the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. So I got to hang out a lot uh, doing their, like, you know, pre-pro, pre-prep for, for it. And they were doing a lot of, like, workouts, like Beverly Hills YMCA and some other spots. So uh, to your point, you know, Woody had played, like, D2, D3 somewhere, actually, actually knew how to play basketball. Wesley had no clue what he was doing. So they would do like drills, like three man weaves, five man weaves and dudes would deliberately like not try to go with Wesley. And he kind of <laughs> caught, he caught onto it. He started cussing people out. But like, yeah, when he was, he started to go, guys were kind of shoving in the back of the line because they didn't, they didn't want to have to go with him. But yeah, if you watch that movie, tons of cutaways, every time he tried yeah. to get freaky with the crossovers in between the legs and all that type of stuff, definitely, you know, cutting the tight body shots and things like that. <laughs> who was the stunt, who was the stunt baller for him on that yeah. set? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder, shoot, I don't even know. It's, it's before Jamal Crawford's time, but I would was, I was say, you know. But then they do the cutaway of him, like, making the layup or tight on his face for those type of things. So for those yeah. who understand cinema and movie magic, it's like, you know, I'm sure yeah. there's people at home like, oh, wow, Wesley go hoop. Like, you see, yeah, you see him do that? It's like, no, nah, that was definitely not him yeah. doing that shit. Let me see that in a wide shot <laughs> at full speed. Like, what if we took it from, like, four courts over – Actually, we'll take it from the Y, and you guys are playing on the corner uh, all the way down the street. Do a slow push. from. But that movie works perfectly, beautifully. Shout out to Movie Magic. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I think Blue Chips, for me, has the most, like, I don't know, the energy from those basketball scenes felt real. Like, and it's hard to replicate that because I think every sports film, most, I'd say 99% of the competitive scenes are very controlled and highly choreographed. And anyone who plays just a little bit, you can tell any sport, like when they're when it's the the movie version of them playing the sport, you're like, come on, like that's how hard they're going. No. Uh, but this, even for like the times it felt a little bit slower because of like the amount of talent that was like there, it felt a little bit easier to like it was a little it was more palatable for me than like a thing where I'm like, y'all are playing at 70% speed. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it still was energizing, like at seventy percent. But yeah. anybody who's played in the summertime and like you said, like these spots knows these dudes will go about fifty percent. So if you go about one hundred and fifty percent, you can keep up with them and, and hope to break even. Kind of right. What they're they're literally <laughs> trying to. I remember like playing against KG back in the days, and I'm like going like one hundred and twenty percent. He's going like twenty five, and right. still <laughs> embarrassing me. Like if I scored a basket, just pretend like he's going full speed. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Like I saw LeBron lose a game at UCLA. Like you know, and, and everybody's like, oh, he lost a, a, a crew of UCLA kids. It's like LeBron was literally going thirty seven percent at this time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. <laughs> That's what makes the draft so hard, right? Was KG talking trash as he was yeah. embarrassing you? Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, a lot. Nice guy, though. It's like, oh, oh, KG's a four and you're a four, too. It's like, yeah, no. But not, like, no. Like, nah. on, you want me to guard this guy? This is not fun. Like, who's Come on, he didn't right? even go to college, man. <laughs> I just remember what, like, he literally, like, he was playing defense and somebody tried to pass from, like, three-point line to the wing. He just like stretched his hand out and it was literally like the longest arm I'd ever seen. He like gracefully just tapped the ball, stole it, like one dribble got to the other end of the court, dunked it. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is like a giraffe's body moving like a gazelle down the court. 
Right, right. And I was like, I'm, what do you want me to do with this dude? But he actually was complimentary. He was nice. I, I grabbed like a lot of rebounds in the game for some reason. And he's like, yeah, man, you a glass eater, dog. And I'm like, thank you, Mr. Garnett. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah, you saw off in the post, though. <laughs> like, oh, what? Please, post, sir. Help, help. <laughs> we were doubling. Shout out D-Book. We were definitely doubling in the summer. Oh, man. <laughs> also, the one thing that I, I loved about the film was just the concentration of familiar faces throughout it. Like, you you know, you, you saw everybody, AI, Luca, Dr. J. And for me personally, my one of my favorites was seeing James Goldstein uh, yeah. like in that. Like, I think that was like the climactic scene, wasn't it? It was like that last tryout run where like uh, Trey and all of them are there. Right. Yeah. And like James Goldstein was just like there too, being like, all right, what do we got here today? I'm like, Wait, James Goldstein, Mr. Front Row at the Lake Show. So many questions for that, man. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, like what was he doing in his twenties? Like, what, I just want to know. Like, he is in his twenties. That's just what he looks like. No. Yeah, <laughs> who's the stylist? Like, who's doing the outfits? Who's giving him the scarves and all that other right. clothing he's wearing? What about basketball? Just made him want to watch. Realistically, would someone like James Goldstein be at a workout like that? It's Jimmy G. You, you know, he could pull up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. part of me was like trying to find him like, man, James Goldstein's not going to be there. But part of me was like, what do I know about any of these things? Yeah. Like, part of me also as a Laker fan wanted to create space for the reality. I'm like, you know, James Gold, he should be there, you know, as as an you know, exalted fan of the game. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs. And Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you don't have consumer cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Now, Jack, uh, to what you were saying about Anthony Edwards, I mean, there's, there's no... Uh, I'll say this. If you find a reason to dislike Anthony Edwards, <laughs> the issue is you, yes. not Anthony Edwards. Right. Take a look in the that mirror. Guy, that guy is everything we would want. From, like, obviously you mentioned the fact that he came into the league and people were saying, like, oh, he needs to improve his shooting. And then he suddenly becomes a terrific three-point shooter. Right. Like, he, he's, he's setting records. For for people, you know, uh, you know, players his age in terms of like making threes and his his offensive game. Like I think at at some point in his rookie year, he got known for like dunking on people because mm-hmm. he would put you he will put you on a poster yeah. quick, fast, and easy. But like his game is so polished offensively that you know, in a way that in a way that like Vince Carter, he would dunk on people all the time, but his offensive game was extremely well polished. Yeah, and you know, but the thing about Anthony Edwards that even sets him apart from Vince Carter is like this guy is extreme, you know he gives you a lot in terms of like media interaction so like I you know I will say that like he's like a six seven version of Shaq in a lot of ways right mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. you know he's going to dominate on the court but like he's going to give you a sound bite like he had the he had the quote of the weekend yeah like he's like yeah it was the kids that talked the most trash at the Memphis game and I loved it. yeah you know mm-hmm. like. I love this guy's game. I love everything about it. And the fact that, like, he's 20. We could potentially have 13 to 15 more years of this. <laughs> right. Right. You yes. know, like, it's it's ridiculous, yeah. man. So, like, shout out to Anthony Edwards. I, I love that guy. I think he is he's going to be a star, a superstar for a long time. And if I had to pick one player that, that or one player or one storyline or whatever terminology you want to use from the first weekend – it's Anthony Edwards, man. Yeah. Like that guy's must see TV. Oh yeah, yeah. He specialized early in his, uh, like you were talking about when he became known for dunking on people. First of all, he had a dunk where he jumped over somebody's head and dunked on them, and unfortunately, they called an offensive foul because the defender like reached up and touched his leg and then like fell back. But he also specialized on dunking people with his arm at like a ninety degree angle, like just straight out in front of him because he was that high over the rim. <laughs> yep. right, right, and right. like that, that made me realize, oh, that's a thing you have to unlearn when you're like that athletic. Is like, oh, that's very dangerous what you're doing right there. <laughs> right. You're too high above the basket. Like you need to just go as high as you need to to dunk. As and then high like as you, I need. <laughs> but what about as high as I can I go? Can. Well, then you will jump out of the building. Man, well, you, you, when you're 20, you can still love, live yeah. on the edge and reckless like that. I don't need him doing that when he's, I can't believe I'm about to say this, 28, 29. He'll still be young. But he'll be <laughs> right. a 10, 11 year vet at that point. But uh, no, that 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 guy is phenomenal, man. And he 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 is exactly what that franchise needs. And I look, I don't know what's going to happen in this series, but They've proven, and he's proven that like no stage is like too big for him. I'm not saying he's going to come up, you know, on the right side every time because that just never happens to anybody. Right. But like 
even his coach, you know, uh, Finch, he's he's even said that like he's 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 proven he's he's improved dramatically on the defensive end from year one to year two. So like this is a guy for as as entertaining as he may be in like a post game press conference situation. Like this dude is a dog. Yeah, yeah, he's a dog. He yeah. gets after it. Yeah, yeah. and. Any basketball fan, and I know y'all are, like, you love dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, his mentality is, it's so elite, you know, and that's yeah. what's so, and like what like you were saying, Jack, I think you were saying you can't fake that confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell in the, the game that he plays and the words that he speaks. And I think to your point, too, what makes this series so great is like you have on one side Ant saying, I'm ready for this. I'm energized by the the challenge. In fact, I this is all I ever really wanted. Like you can tell that's, that's where he's coming from. And then on the other end, you have jaw also saying, yeah, that was a good game, but I honestly felt that we lost that for ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. you're putting up these two mentalities together and like, it's only going to deliver some of the best competition that, you know that we've seen it recently. and we're recording this right before game two tips off so you guys know more about what happened in this series than us but there's one <laughs> thing that is not going to change and that's how excited i am about anthony edwards one more thing i do want to say about anthony edwards and i think you all said it earlier just like leading up to like this discussion he wants this moment yeah like if you if you go back to the one year he was at georgia uga they weren't good. Mm-mm. So he didn't really get a chance to play in like big time, prime time games. And his first year in Minnesota, you know, they, they didn't make the playoffs. Where some people might be like, all right, well, I'm a little nervous going into this game. And it's natural to feel nerves. You could tell he's not only, he's not only embracing the moment, he's bear hugging it. Right. Yeah. You know, right. So yeah. It, it's, it's beautiful to see that. Like the the times when they fall behind or it gets close, like that's when you're going to see some ridiculous highlight from him. And also like right at tip when everybody's mm-hmm. amped up, he's just the most amped up. He's just yeah. like the one who's like, all right, I'm going to score the first seven points here. Hold, hold this real quick. To be young and spry again. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. So we, we're going to get some of his post game greatness a, a little later on, just from the past couple of years. I do want to workshop with you guys in just mainlining highlights of him over the course of the past couple seasons. I've realized that um, the, I think it's the Minnesota broadcasting team, but like nobody has quite figured out what to say after he does something incredible. They have tried answer deadly, answer deadly. Uh, And once they even tried ants bury their dead, which is like a cool fact. Like you ever see ants like going out and like carrying a fallen soldier. And you know, sometimes there'll be a whole line of them. I don't know. Like, can we workshop something for that? It doesn't need to be right now, but like, you know, something I, right. Cause is an ant too small to fully encapsulate, you know, the, the Is that majesty? your pitch? No, I feel, I feel like <laughs> either, because I feel like ants are just hard Is to work. Is an ant too small to fully encapsulate <laughs> the ant, a name too insufficient to fully embody all of the qualities that he contains, just dunked it. Like, that's too wordy. Ants can lift 300 times their weight, but like that's again too wordy. <laughs> right. So it's cool, yeah, cool fact. Yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah, yeah. If it was on the Discovery Channel, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, you know who we need to consult on this is the Charlotte Hornets broadcasting staff because mm. they go in every time. So 
I'm trying to like, what could you, what could you do for Anthony Edwards? So this is why I'm not a broadcaster right. either. Yeah, you know something I mean? like there are more than ten thousand known species of ant around the world, but the deadliest <laughs> is right here in Minnesota. <laughs> there you go. Like that's also wordy. I yeah. feel like Jack. We always talk about how you get mixed up with his name for the actor Anthony Edwards from ER. So maybe we. My brain that. will not hold it. I I like when we we were talking <laughs> about him on Zeitgeist the other day, and I was like, Ant. And, and What's his name? like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it because Anthony Edwards. And also I think there's like something with like John Edwards, like that, like just it, his name needs to be cooler or something. I don't know. Like he, we need to brand him. They're like, somehow Dr. Mark Green sent this person to the ER. Yeah. Like, you call him Dr. Mark Green, the character's name. I don't know. And maybe that's too washed of a reference to be like, I, I get that one. My mother would appreciate yeah, exactly. the ER reference, you know, because she was the, the biggest ER fan right. that I knew. But, uh, not, see, now y'all got me thinking about it's it. Like, oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. Is that George Clooney on the bench? Because Anthony Edwards has pulled up as his co-star. You're like, <laughs> in the early seasons of ER, not many people know that George Clooney actually started on ER. Like, now we're getting too wordy. I don't know. Do we have to move on from Ant-Man as the, like, Ant-Man is a solid heist movie. Like, if he steals it and then dunks it. Like, yeah, is like, Paul I mean, Rudd too we, associated? We just need to ask Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. What are we talking about? He just needs. To- <laughs> he might even just like top of the Martin to you because he loves the Irish accent. So maybe that's what it is. The antagonist is that? That's not good, right? Anti Easy Buggets Task Force. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come. He he's deserving of something. Yeah. yeah. My favorite moment of this finals is actually from last season when the when when the Warriors went out in the play-in. And I just want to play Steph's words from 2021 from that play-in tournament because like we're saying, the experience, the like the the focus, it's evident. It was evident over one year ago. Just didn't go our way. I don't know how many different ways to say it, but it's uh it's a, it was a special year, all things considered. Now I'm in a new experience for me, Draymond Loon. Try to make the most of it. Come back, bottle this up. Everybody make the right strides. Take advantage of the summer, and don't want to see us next year. I was at that game. I was at that playing game at Chase Center last year, and it was lit. I wish there was any other word to describe that energy, but it was really fun. And that's when I totally bought in on the play-in and the excitement. But mm. yeah, Steph said, I'm- "Mark his words." You don't want to see us next year. And I think some people are like, all right, bro. Okay, sure. (laughs) I would say that too. Uh, But then even then, like in March, Draymond was like, we're getting the chip Mm -hmm. in March, you know? And then even, and then Clay saying it was 2015 vibes when they went down 2-1 to the Celtics. I was like, okay. That that's where that, that like any, I think even Clay was saying at the, at the post game, he's like, we've been here. So we're built for it. And that's, it just comes together like that when you have that experience. I mean, having somebody come in like clay, we, we still don't know what clay is going to look like next year. Right. Yeah, right. Like when, when a player comes back halfway through the season, like that is never the finished product. Uh, you know, like we, we saw it with Jordan when he came back from retirement and like, you know, he came back deeper into the season, but people are like, oh, well, he's washed uh, and, you know, they didn't quite win it. And so people, I think a lot of people forget about that. Like, can you imagine Twitter's response to that? They, no, they You would see 
MJ is washed. Yes. A thread. Yeah. That's what they would have done to him. Totally. You know I mean? Oh, it would have been over um, for a couple months and then everyone would have forgotten and he would have been the best. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's the benefit of maybe not having Twitter culture around back then. It allowed us to be like, look at the magic person who is fantastic <laughs> that we all love. And we can't air our weird opinions for everybody to hear unless we're in a local sports bar or a barbershop. It's I, I, I also think I might not want to see them next year uh, <laughs> personally uh, as a as a fan of a different NBA team. Maybe not. Maybe uh, not huge. Um, I do want to say, though, you know, I think it's really cute for some hypothetical person to pick uh, their favorite clip as something from not even this year. Um, but I did want to pick uh, one clip from this year, and this is the Backbreaker 3 Steph hit to put the Warriors up 7250 and somebody put together a compilation of all the different broadcasts from around the world as they uh <laughs> as they react to what was a ridiculous shot super deep uh again just like catch the second it touches his fingers it's it's up it's in and they're up 22 all of a sudden um let, let's let's hit in French this is French that's French. Just and then he turned look. around said he wants his ring. Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Lena, Lena, are you taking notes here? About yes, yes, I am. <laughs> As a professional broadcaster. Absolutely. Korean. <laughs> hey, that, that sounds the same in every language. Oh, that's what I said. Like. Spanish. <laughs> Italian. Chef Curry. <laughs> From 40 feet, I think. Spanish. <laughs> I mean... It, oh, oh, I think he's... Point to that finger. Oof. Um, that, I think he said he washed his hands after that in Spanish. I do, I do just want to give a shout out to um, the Spanish broadcast because I watched the... I, I lived in Spain for a month during uh, high school. We know, and, Jack. You lived and, in Spain for all right. a month. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Lena, I find a way Thank to bring you. this up every every episode. And like, Let me tell you about... Actually, Lena, you might want to hear this. I went to Italy once. <laughs> way <laughs> better place. <laughs> but So I was there during the 96 finals, the Jordan's okay. last finals. So I watched every game in the Spanish lang language uh, broadcast. And their broadcaster actually narrated every dribble that would happen. So every time they dribble, he go beep, 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 coming up, beep, beep. And then he's, he's taking it to the beep, beep, beep. Ah! But he just didn't, it was like, he didn't feel comfortable if there was any silence, like sure. any air at all. And gotta so let it, it was, breathe, bro. yeah, <laughs> you gotta let it breathe. <laughs> and that the Spanish broadcast that we just heard did a great job. So, uh, I feel like they've stepped their game up <laughs> the, the nation of Spain. <laughs> no more beeping, um, no more beeping. Yeah. I, I do want to just talk about two things with LaMelo, yeah. uh, both passing related. But mm -hmm. I, okay. I just want to get your thoughts on, I, I want to get your thoughts overall on LaMelo, but the way he puts spin on a bounce pass 
feels like he's just getting started with like figuring out like weird ways to make the ball just like you know head in one direction and then skip up into somebody else's hands like that you didn't even know the ball was headed towards and then the outlet pass is i feel like an art form that is getting better and better the past couple of years like and he might be the best at it with just the touch is like he will literally till the last second hold the ball mm. and have right. three defenders committing and then through those three still somehow find the window and not even like going through legs or anything like it's there's something Jason Kidd made me excited about watching passes. Right. Jason Williams, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peyton and Stockton. You know, Stockton, of course, but Stockton was just more... Meat and potatoes. Yeah, it felt very just, ha-ha, you did not see him over there. I saw him. You know. Right. A lot of Stockton's success is just owed to Carl Malone and Jeff Hornacek knowing how to finish which is what LaMelo needs a little bit more. Because if you, if if he nails that three from, what was it, last week? Right. Which is crazy all over the head and then just kicks it out to the corner. If that shot is landed, then that's like one of his like calling card. Like that's NBA commercial type right. whatever. I think it's going to be exciting to see him grow. But as is always the case, you know, in Charlotte, you know, and, and this is coming from, and it's just so you understand where my apprehension comes from. I am a Cubs fan, and I am also a Dolphins fan. <laughs> we know what the Dolphins have done in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Right. The Cubs did what they did in, in 16, but since then, they've pretty much let every star go for the sake of rebuilding. And, you know, every ownership has a different strategy, but, you know, it's impossible as a as a fan of a franchise that is traditionally only mildly or non-competitive to have separation anxiety issues when you get a once in a generation player on your roster. Mm-hmm. Right. So I find myself mitigating the excitement right. about Melo, you case, know, and, right. and I and I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But I do. Don't be afraid to love, Roy. Well, yeah, I love Kimba Walker, and how'd that work out for me? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just, I need a hug. <laughs> well, here, let's 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 treat our uh, our wounds with just just a little quick package of uh, some of Lamelo's best passes so far. Okay. I mean, that's just. That's just beauty for the sake of beauty. That's That's just disrespect through your legs. He went through his leg and then flipped it up for an alley oop. But that one, right? Could have just flipped it up. But so this one is a underhanded uh, full court pass that lands in like a three inch box. Now that's the spin one that I was talking about, which is a full court bounce pass. Uh, Yeah, a full court single bounce pass with English on it. a lot of English on it that just skips oh. right up into the left hand of the person who's about to dunk it. Yeah, he, he has that vision where he knows where everyone is on the court and the ability to like drop it into a uh, three square inch space that well, is going to make it easiest for his teammate to put the ball in the basket. Okay, and so then to that point, on top of that, it's not, to me, it's not just court vision. It's also... Oh, I really want to do. I want to pass it here. 
but this guy's mm-hmm. in the way. What can I do to move him? Right. And it could be something as slight as dipping the shoulder to insinuate the drive. Right. He doesn't even he doesn't even take the first step in that right. direction. He can he can make defenders commit and like he can just sell his body in a way that doesn't overcommit his ability to do what he actually wants to do to like, you know, what his actual intentions are. Yeah. In the play. And yeah. that's not something you see on a regular basis and you know I'm like every sports fan. You want the good ones to stay with your team forever. Yeah. Right. You know, traditionally, when you talk about the Hornets as a franchise, historically, the Hornets are, man, we had so-and-so. It's never, he was our guy and that was the guy. And, you know, Hornet in the best years. It's just, man, we used to date him. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Right, right. You know, you see somebody famous on TV and you go, man, man, we used to, we had a chance, right? Man, it didn't work out. Right. <laughs> Maybe the honest thing it sets the new template, especially if they, you know, do it again this year. Like pe- people are going to start being like, yeah, you know, may- maybe well, we stay I, where we're at. I think the league is better off when you have players as electric as Melo playing for franchises that aren't as always regularly discussed. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, honestly, low-key, I'll put the Hawks kind of in that same bucket in a way where they've had players and they've been good. And, you know, Horford in the gang, and, like, they've had people. But what Trey Young has brought to that franchise, like, just just him, just... Uh, last week, they were chanting, screw Trey Young at a Yankees game. <laughs> right, right, yeah, they're still so hurt. A, he has gotten under the skin of a franchise so, so much incredible. that they hate him at other sporting events. <laughs> right, right, right. I was He's, at the game yeah. in New York. I, I shot the video. I shot the video at the Knicks game last month when when Trey Young told the fan to hold that L. Yeah. And then he oh. darted off and made a play. Yeah. yeah. He's just... He knows how to just come up to people and just, hey, I'm going to screw with you. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> it touches an entire city. And that is great. You know, I, I think it's not fair to compare Atlanta and Charlotte in terms of metropolis and metrics and, you know, all of the gubernatorial statistics. But Atlanta as a franchise, in my opinion, isn't as talked about as it should be considering oh, the size absolutely. of that city, yeah. considering the size of that market. And Trey Young has given them something. I, I hate the fact that they had to play each other this week. Yeah. I hate that. I hate the fact that because those are two teams that you want to see go seven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You know, with each other. You know, so my point is I'm excited about LaMelo. I just hope that we don't lose him to some super team Voltron Transformer yeah. situation Me too. that that's inevitable, you know. The point, the point guards who are coming up right now, though, you got Lamelo, you got Trey, and you got Ja. Like those are the three, uh, three, three players that I'm most excited about because like, Trey and Lamelo in particular seem to be like doing new things with geometry, and then Ja just seems to have superpowers. Uh, yeah, Ja yeah. just doesn't respect gravity right. as a <laughs> yeah. physical, you know, rule, and it, he's another great example. Right, just a player. That electric, they like he deserves to be revered like that in Memphis. Also, love the fact, speaking of the Grizzlies, 
no one told me this, but I, I you ever find out like a random fact about a team? You know, you know what? I approve of that. Yeah. I didn't know that the Grizzlies play whoop that trick from hustle and flow at their <laughs> games during timeouts. Oh, like what? that's their like momentum swing. The opponent is called a timeout. Right. Like, yeah. Like you remember in the nineties, they would play uh, Gary Glitter Rock and Roll Park to the, the, <laughs> the, the, the hey. The, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. So instead of that, the Grizzlies play whoop that trick. <laughs> From I mean, a movie set in Memphis, it's not even a real person in that movie. No, it's like this is our song. Hey, and it brought the, it brought him an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like that film brought an Oscar yeah. to town. So you know, I, I, yeah. I get that. I get that. I get the three six mafia ties. I understand the Memphis ties, but it's just right. it's just of all the songs you could play. Like I right. wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have chosen that. And then I'm shocked that the entire arena is just. Yeah. Whoop that trick, get him! Whoop that trick, get (laughs) Get (laughs) him! And there's some eight year olds, and I'm like, yes. They're like, Dad, what's a trick? They're like, Oh, don't worry worry about about it, boy. Just just (laughs) wave your towel around your head. (laughs) All right, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about the postseason after this. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both play dates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. 
Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we're back. And I think this is our new tradition is... We'd like to close out the show with some rapid fire questions with our guest. So, Sarah, when we ask these questions, just don't even think, just react. Uh, give us your answer. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and because we just want to pick your brain. Uh, and let's start the clock now. Jack, you may begin the questioning. We call it a lightning round because lightning is fast. And so yeah. the, <laughs> the idea is that these are like questions we're going to ask fast. Super and then quick. You oh, can it's, it's really quickly. good when you have to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, just uh, FYI, what's lightning? full background. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to make sure you weren't caught unaware. Real quick. And so now I'm going to ask the question, as Miles mentioned 30 seconds ago. Right. I'm but going before to ask that. Before that, we like to mention we like this segment to be so quick, you know, <laughs> just no reason to, to to draw this out. We want this to be super quick so people get a lot of information really Is the quickly. Segment and we like think over Jordan pull shot. Has it started? <laughs> think Jordan uh, pull shot so far, so right? Far. So we're far. We're thinking quick. So take take the far place with quick and Mental. away. Great. We we go go, which is a line from uh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, which is uh, the Joker says it. Yes. Um, and who played him again? Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath yeah, yeah, Ledger. Yeah. That's right. And, and he... what we're doing is balancing the Ledger with some questions. <laughs> uh, number one, best NBA arena not named Vivint. I love Little Caesars Arena, the new Detroit arena. Uh, that's mm. a very good one. Uh, Ty, I love the Hornets. Arena Madison Square Ooh. Garden is uh, is obviously legendary, <laughs> but um, also Little Caesar. Those are just they're really good arenas, great places to watch a basketball game. Also, the Suns Arena, it's uh, Footprint Center, I think is now the name of it. But I feel like those Footprint are Center. those are very good arenas. Nice. Wow, uh, I had not I had not heard the thing about the Pistons or the uh, Hornets. As someone who so. loves crazy bread. I mean, say less. I'm at, yeah. I'm there. The thing is you know also I mean? the, I don't know how or why, but the, the little Caesars food at little Caesars arena is better than you'll get it anywhere else. Oh, I love that, that makes sense. They're saving their fastball up. Speaking of food, which arena has the most underrated food? And I know you said little Caesars, so that gets in there, but expand on that, please. Are there any other places? So, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to like the media dining, which is not going to be the okay. fan experience, like eating out on the concourse. And so okay. uh, the Houston Rockets, they've always got like a beautiful charcuterie board in the media room. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I, yes, I would love some brie and some like fresh Kalamata olives. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> in comparison, right? If Houston's coming with the charcuterie, what are you used to usually for your, your media meal? I don't know, like a really dry buffet chicken breast that's just been yes. really overcooked and then like a hot dog that's on a stale bun. Okay, mm -hmm. fantastic. Which, like, yeah. I'll go. eat. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Young player, you expect to take the, the leap next season. So Ja would be our example for this season. Is there a young player who you think next year we're going to all be talking about them on shows like Mad Boosties? Mm -hmm. Which is most people's touchstone for, like, yes. you know, NBA content. Feels like a cop-out to say, like, Evan Mobley, but he's so good. <laughs> 
He's so good. Yeah. I love Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes. Like those are guys that I am absolutely certain are going to be great. So I'm watching them. Mm. Okay. Next question. 96 Bulls or the 16 Warriors in a series? Ooh. 96 Bulls. Okay. Two players from the 90s you'd love to see in today's game. Dennis Rodman, Larry Bird. Oh, mm. yeah. I like, I love that answer. I, just, I, I love, I, uh, I want a guy who like, doesn't need to be provoked to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he comes into the game in a good mood and thinks I might punch someone tonight. Let me turn this up. A little yeah. Bit. yeah. And, <laughs> and also like, I just think those guys could play in any era of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Robin is such a good example of like the kind of Draymond thing and like, you know, people underrated thing that I think we saw a little bit in the like last dance, but like how much studying he does on like energy uh, merchants. Yeah. Wa- watching uh, the ball hits um, the room. It goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and finally, it, you can fill Utah's coaching void, bit of a thought experiment mm-hmm. with any available candidate. What direction are you going in? You like in a Dan Tony, a vocal, stats, an assistant? What do you, what do you, what I mean, do you there's do? two different ways to answer this question, right? It's like, if I am GM and I'm running the ship, what am I doing? Or what yep. do I think is best for the people that are already in those positions? If I'm running you it, you can't say Miles or me. Yeah. You yes. can't say Miles or me. If I'm running everything, the first thing I'm doing is just blowing it up. Like, I, I'm, I'm trading everyone. I'm, bringing on like expiring contracts and just like trying to stockpile assets because I don't think that they can get better through trading right now. And Mm. um, in that case, then I want someone that's going to do really well for young players. And so I wouldn't have waited so long and I would have got Kenny Atkinson. And, but now that Mm. that doesn't seem like it's a choice, I kind of think that Fisdale would be really good. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say you'd blow it up so that you could move them to a different market, like the <laughs> owner from uh, the, the movie Major League. But that's also a good strategy. I like that. All right. Well, you have you have passed our lightning round. Lightning. I know you probably like didn't even realize that it started no, and moved yeah. so quickly. I didn't. Um, <laughs> See? Told you. Real quick. All right. And then we got to do, we got to do the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, we got to, this is, this is a play that had me and my dad running out my house and into the street, Western conference finals against the Kings. Yeah. Uh, Lakers just... down two one in the series down two. Kobe's got it. Right. And he, he takes it to the rack. Um, misses Shaq gets point blank. Uh, misses, misses the layup. And then, Beautiful assist from Vladi Diva. <laughs> Kicks it out to you at one the top. Robert Ory. Yeah, let's just let's relive this wonderful moment. Kobe takes it in. Shaq. Shaq. Yes! <laughs> Look at you, Rob. The soul locked in. You're not even. You're not even showing teeth. <laughs> just. Mm. <laughs> Uh, uh, cue that music <laughs> yo and that iconic celebration too hands behind the back Just Bro, like, right yeah yeah don't, don't put that, the right that hand at man. risk don't, yeah, don't, don't. 
Right. <laughs> you know, it's the funny thing about that shot is every time I see it, I get goosebumps. But the best, the best view of that shot is from overhead. When you yeah. see the whole arena erupt at the same time. Yeah. And then you see the ball boy, Dante, uh, streak across the floor. And it's, it was it was such a fantastic moment. Because when you're growing up a Laker fan, huge Magic Johnson fan, man. And, and you know, watching the Lakers play and watching them back when I was, you know, coming out of college and I saw Magic pull his hand. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to win against the Bulls. You know, so many different moments. And to be able to do that in a Laker uniform, not just in a Laker uniform, but at home in yeah. the Staples Center in front of our fans because there's not very many moments as a Laker player playing with Kobe and Shaq. You get to get the fans to chant your name. But, you know, for me, when I, that was the best, you know, six months of my life after hitting that <laughs> shot. I, I didn't pay for anything in L.A. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I went to Vegas and paid for a drink. Yeah. That yeah. oh, <laughs> was the best six months of my life, man. <laughs> I mean, you're still good in L.A., I'm sure. But, yeah, but, wow. I just got to pay for stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, right. man, yeah, because like then, I said, I've, yeah. I've that moment, just for me, on a personal level, right, it was so intense. We knew what was on the line there. And when that shot went in, I like, again, the appropriate response was either jump up and down or just run away from the TV screen because I can't believe what I just saw. And I remember my dad and I, we both at the same time were like, we have to get out of here because we just need to scream this out in the street. And it was funny because I would see other people in the neighborhood also got out of their house because they, they they were like you after you hit the shot. They're like, I got to run towards the bench, whatever that is. And just be like, come on. Everybody was out. So, yes, uh, what a like such a poignant moment in memory for me. So there are very few game winning actual buzzer beaters that changed who the champion was that season. Like that, that shot doesn't go in. Uh, the Lakers are down three one. Like right. the, you guys go on to to win the. Well, title. you know, here's the thing. People always say, "Oh, we're down three one," and I was uh, I was on a team in '95, down three one to the Phoenix Suns. We came roaring back to beat them, and you see what LeBron did lately. You know, against Golden State, down three one. So when I tell people that, "Oh, if y'all went down three one to Sacramento Kings, you might not want to." Hey. You can't, like Rudy T said it best, never underestimate the heart of a champion. When you got Black Mama and the Big Diesel, anything is yeah. possible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Even though he Barnett. wasn't a mama at the time, but you know, he was still Kobe Bryant. Somebody, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> who was really great. <laughs> in that, I'm just curious, in that, in that one shot against the Magic, right, you shot that over Horace Grant, who you ended up being teammates with and obviously playing with Shaq. Did you, was there any ever discussion, like, once you guys, like, wh- after that, did you ever reminisce about that moment at all? Or just Dude. something that you're like, don't, I, I know that was rough for you, but hey, we got to chip together, so it's all I good. I talk so much trash, because you forget, <laughs> there were three guys on that team from that Magic team that we swept. Let me put that out there, like, that like, we swept <laughs> in the finals. Horace <laughs> <laughs> Grant, Brian Shaw, Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sweeping those guys was so much fun. Uh, but I used to talk a little trash every now and then about it. I said, y'all, y'all know what the deal is. Y'all seen it up close and personal. But I didn't talk too much trash because I don't want them to think about that. So when we went into the finals that they'd be like, oh, man, the last time we was in there together, we got swept by Robert O'Reilly's Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, when Vlade said that that was a lucky shot. I mean, maybe he was mad that he hit you with one of the greatest assists of all time as a Laker. <laughs> but yeah, can we just play that clip because it's one of the great clapbacks? So this this is Vlade saying <laughs> post game, very hurt. Yeah, very hurt. Very, hurt. very understandably. So. We get it. This is, it was a tough one. Everybody could make that shot. You know, that's last last shot. It's just like lucky shot. That's all. 
you don't need to have a skills or some you know uh, oh, yeah? uh, in that kind of situation you just throw it and just throw it huh goes in goes in robert Vladi was saying that it was basically just a luck shot that situation you just have to throw it up was it luck or was there more to it uh, it wasn't no luck shot. I've been doing that for uh, all my career, so he should he should know. He better read uh, read a paper or something. <laughs> <laughs> read a paper or something. Uh, love the confidence, man. That's again the confidence. Funny story behind that. You know, at at the time, I was mad at ESPN because they had wrote an article about someone. I don't remember the exact details, but I've all I've always been a big proponent of. Anytime there's something bad that happens with an athlete, you want to post it all over your show. But anytime something great off the court happens, you never talk about that. So I was I was mad about something. Right. And so that's why I kind of paused. Like, you should watch ESPN or something. But I said, that's why I said read a paper. Because I didn't want to give ESPN any love. So it was weird. I don't okay. know why I was mad back then, but it was funny. But okay. that's why I said read a paper. And that was like, that part was literally the last Next to part the last year, the next to last year, when papers are were in print because after that everything went digital. Hey, <laughs> right. that makes it a classic line. That makes it a right, classic exactly. Line. And I like that you didn't fumble that clapback. Is that you were very uh, intentionally saying, "Well, I'm not going to show you ESPN love," or like, "I'm not going to show this network love." Uh, read a paper. There we go. <laughs> Got it. Double double burn. All right. That'll do it for this special best of edition of Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. We hope you're having a wonderful holiday and we will catch you in 2023. Bye. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.